On today's episode, Kyle Davidson has officially been named the 10th general manager in the history of the Chicago Blackhawks. I'll be going over whether or not the Hawks made the correct decision, plus a report that former Stanley Cup champion defenseman Brian Campbell is expected to have a significant front office role going forward under Davidson. Then I'll wrap things up by going over all the latest news out of Blackhawks practice this morning at Fifth Third Arena. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, March 1st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're listening to today, then please go and help me out first by following the podcast. It'll only take A quick couple of seconds, a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. And you can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. Best part, it's all absolutely for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all absolutely for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, what's up, everyone? As always. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off your afternoon. And to open things up here today, how could I not start by talking about the Chicago Blackhawks front office finally coming to a decision on their next general manager? And of course, that decision wound up being to lift the interim tag off of Kyle Davidson and to name him the permanent general manager going forward uh, for the Hawks. So. A huge congrats uh, to Kyle Davidson for becoming, as I said, the 10th general manager in the history of the Chicago Blackhawks and for also becoming the youngest general manager in the entire NHL at just 33 years old. Quite an impressive feat for Davidson. Uh, And I've been quite impressed with what I've seen and mostly um, just mostly how Davidson has handled himself in the the four months or whatever it's been. Uh, whatever it was, I should say, that he was the interim. Um, obviously, not a lot of moves have been made. He traded, uh, traded Chad Chris for Curtis Gabriel. Uh, he also had that one-for-one swap for uh, Alex Nylander and Sam Lafferty. Um, but more importantly than that, people have been asking me, what have I been impressed by? Just kind of how Davidson, at such a young age, has handled himself so professionally with uh, the, the tough situation that he was dealt when Stan Bowman uh, resigned or whatever back in October. You know, he, he seemed very mature, very respectful and responsible, um, and, and also sincere about wanting to change uh, the culture and everything that's kind of plagued this organization throughout the past season. And now that we know the last decade as well, uh, I really do believe Davidson is a good person who wants to make changes both on the ice and off the ice. And for the people out there who are saying, well, you know, he he, um, was brought up under Stan Bowman. He was here throughout Bowman's tenure, and it's not really changing all that much. Let me say this. Kyle Davidson is completely different and has 
a completely different way of going about things than Stan Bowman did. And it's not like he was someone who was handpicked by Bowman to be helping out in the front office going forward. No, Davidson worked his way to where he is now. He began as a, a hockey ops intern way back in 2010, so over a decade actually. Um, and throughout his time with the team, he's held a bunch of different titles. He was uh, a hockey administration coordinator. Uh, he's also was a hockey ops manager. He was a video analyst. He's held like five or six different jobs on his way up to becoming uh, the interim when, as I said, Bowman resigned back uh, in October. So it's clear if you're looking at how Davidson was brought up, it's not understand Bowman. He worked his way to where he is. And based on how we've seen him handle, how he handled things in his short term as the interim, I know the next couple of weeks with the deadline approaching or go going to be a, a far more accurate way to kind of depict his t- how his tenure of general manager is going to start. But based on kind of how he's handled the prospects, for instance, um, he didn't rush Lucas Reichel onto the scene. He's only given him five NHL games so far. He's kind of sprinkled him in there, uh, as well as some guys like Isaac Phillips, getting him a little taste of the NHL. Uh, Alec Rakula starting to get more of a significant stint here in the second half. And also by leaving Nicholas Bodan and Ian Mitchell down in Rockford to kind of let them season their games a little bit and not feel the pressure of having to produce and make an impact right away at such a young age up at the NHL. That's clearly a different mindset than Bowman had with his youngsters. Um, Henry Okiharu, Adam Boquist, Kirby Doc, all three of those players probably could have used much more time in the AHL before uh, they were brought up to try and. Um, you know, kind of win the fan base over or whatever um, by rushing them onto the scene. So we've seen Davidson have a much different approach so far. And also, when people say he's ex- inexperienced, that is true in a general manager sense. He is a little bit inexperienced for a general manager, but he's handled basically everything at every different level within this organization. He knows what operations, like what to focus on, what needs help, what areas do they need to improve upon. He knows the organization like the back of his hand because he's been here for the last 11 years working to where he is now. So, um, and, and also I've heard he's a great communicator. He's someone who's willing to ask different departments and different people within the organization, their thoughts and opinions on certain matters. It's not just his way or the highway. Like, it could have been with Stan Bowman and the couple of people he had around him that he trusted. So I, I think um, just from everything we've seen and what we've heard from Kyle Davidson, he's going to be much different than Stan Bowman. For those of you that are worried that Davidson is a Bowman guy, I don't think that's the case whatsoever. And I think time is only going to uh, show that more and more. Um, and I think not only on the ice, but off the ice as well. You know, I, I do believe Davidson wants to be a big part in changing the culture here. He's a genuine guy, and he's obviously well aware of the situation that he finds himself in right now because he's been here for the past four months. And as I said, while the the on-the-ice stuff, you know, certainly is important and is certainly going to be a a large task for Davidson, uh, the the off-the-ice stuff is just as, uh, if not more important based on what we know uh, was allowed to happen around this team in the past decade. But as for whether or not this was the correct choice by the Chicago Blackhawks, it's tough. And and as I tweeted out yesterday, I think 
only time is going to tell, right? If Davidson winds up being a good general manager, because we really just don't know enough right now to have any sort of definitive answer. Um, but one thing I will say is that I am a little bit disappointed that um, neither Matthew Darsh or Eric Tolsky wind up being the ones to lead the charge for the Blackhawks front office going forward, because those two, as I've talked about on the show for the past few weeks now, Darsh was my 1A, Tulski was my 1B. Those were my top two candidates uh, leading into this whole process. Of course, Tulski didn't wind up being one of the final three candidates, which caught me a little bit off guard. Um, but I really did think Matthew Darsh was going to be the one to get the job. And um, then, you know, to maybe have Davidson as the assistant GM or something to kind of be like a tag team duo, if you will. Uh, for the Hawks front office moving forward. That would have been my ideal situation because I do get why the organization likes Davidson so much. He's a bright guy. And I, I definitely wanted to have him around. And that's reportedly what the Blackhawks were going to do, even if he didn't get the job. But I guess we'll never know because, of course, he did get the job. So um, it, it just, I, I think it kind of stinks that we had to eliminate all the candidates who we could have liked um, just to keep Davidson on um you know that as I said that that would have been my ideal situation would have been to have two of them and I don't want to say like I'm I'm disappointed by the hire of Davidson because that's really not the case I'm not disappointed I just more so think of it as um a good hire not a great one um and I hope I'm proved wrong in the future for making that statement I hope Kyle Davidson winds up being a great general manager. Um, I just thought it was kind of the perfect opportunity to bring in a real outside candidate. I know, as I just said, Davidson is not a Bowman guy, but he has been involved with this team. I thought it would have been a good time to get some get an outside perspective, you know, from another organization who has a, a proven track record, like the Carolina Hurricanes or the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've been around great teams. Um, I just thought that was the perfect storm to do that. And I thought both Darsh and Tulski would have been great fits for what the Blackhawks needed and great fits based on all their experience and what they've done to help both their teams get to where they are right now. Um, so that was a, a little bit disappointing, I think, but I can't really complain about the decision to go with Davidson because he was my, if it, I said, if it wasn't Tulski or Darsh, I thought Davidson would retain the job and that's what wound up happening. And I get why the Blackhawks like him so much. It's not like he's a bad choice. It's just that I think he could use a little bit more help, right? He's so young. And I thought a duo combination would have been the right way to go about it. But that's just my opinion. Um, Davidson's proven he's very intelligent, knows different departments. He's got a good hockey mind. He has an analytical approach and an analytics background. Um, And also, most importantly, is a good human being. Um, again, I think time will only tell if this is the right move by the Chicago Blackhawks, but regardless of how you feel about Davidson, he's going to be the general manager moving forward for the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, there are my thoughts on the Blackhawks officially naming Kyle Davidson as their general manager earlier this morning. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to touch on the report that Brian Campbell is also supposed to uh, is also expected to serve in a major front office role going forward as well. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. 
football season may be over, but Bet Online has way more odds and info as both pro and college hoops begin to ramp up. From game scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports betting here in 2022. And it's not just basketball, from the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on Lockdown Blackhawks. Moving on into segment two today. I also have to talk for at least a couple of minutes on the report last night from Frank Saravalli, not only breaking the news that Davidson was expected to be named the next general manager, but also stating that former Stanley Cup champion defenseman Brian Campbell is expected to take on a significant front office role for the Blackhawks under Davidson as well. And recently, during this homestand for the Blackhawks, uh, which is going to come to an end on Thursday, by the way, against the Edmonton Oilers, um, but during this recent homestand where the Blackhawks have been in Chicago for the past like two weeks now, uh, we have seen both Davidson and Campbell together at a couple of different Blackhawks practices. And I thought it was interesting as well that uh, in, in a recent article by Scott Powers and Mark Lazarus from The Athletic, Uh, They wrote about how Campbell and Davidson have been connected at the hip as of late. So looks like those two have kind of been bouncing ideas off each other for quite some time now. Uh, And for Campbell, of course, uh, he played out the final season of his career here in Chicago back in 2016. Didn't go the way that he or anyone really expected. Uh, And then once he retired in 2017, the team announced that Campbell would be joining the organization in a couple of different facets. Um, And since then, we've seen him all over the place, kind of. He's helped development in Rockford. We've seen him working with the defensemen there. Uh, He's also been involved internally as well with uh, community relations and some youth hockey stuff across Chicago. So um, Campbell's been involved maybe under the radar a little bit, but he's been involved with this team in – numerous different ways. And obviously the playing career uh, don't really, that kind of speaks for itself. A Stanley cup champion, a well-respected guy uh, across the league. And also one of the better defensemen in the early two thousands when he was in the prime of his career. Um, So for a couple of different reasons, it makes sense for Campbell to be more involved with this team going forward. But I am really interested to hear um, both Campbell speak to the media and kind of um, outline, you know, his ideas and what he's been going through with Davidson recently, and also just kind of, um, role he's exactly going to be served serving going forward. I really want to kind of hear that mapped out and hear his ideas on everything and what he brings to the table. Um, and exactly what job he's going to be having, um, along with Davidson, because I've heard rumors that he could be named the assistant general manager, Uh, I've also heard reports that he could have a lesser role as well. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out in that media presser that the Blackhawks are holding in about uh, an hour and a half as I'm recording this right now. Um, But I'm definitely excited about the possibility of of Supi having a major role in the front office going forward. And also, um, I think this could be just the start of some 
uh, former Blackhawks being involved with the front office during their post-playing careers as well, because we've already heard Marion Hossa and Patrick Sharp were involved uh, in the hiring process for the next general manager, Nicholas Jalmerson's also another guy who's kind of had his name floated around here recently. Um, so I'm interested to hear if more guys, more former Blackhawks are going to continue to help out the front office going forward as well. I'm not really sure there, but again, I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about that, maybe even at this presser later this afternoon. And I'm also interested to hear uh, about Eddie Olchek's future as well, because he too was part of the hiring process uh, for the Blackhawks GM search in the past couple of weeks. And I know a lot of people would be thrilled to have Eddie O on in some capacity moving forward with the front office. So we'll wind up, uh, we'll wind up, or we'll see what winds up happening. Um, but a bit first, a big congratulations to Brian Soupy Campbell for being named to a significant role in the front office for the Blackhawks under Kyle Davidson. All right, there are some thoughts on. Soupy being reported to join the Blackhawks front office coming up in just a minute. I will get into all of the latest news out of Blackhawks practice at Fifth Third Arena this morning. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online and do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to save both money and time while shopping for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle from motor oil to tail lamps and even carpet. And you can also choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much time and money for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. Welcome back to Lockdown Blackhawks. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment three now before I wrap things up today, I also wanted to talk about a few notable topics out of Blackhawks practice this morning. Quick sip of water, though. Um, first, though, once again, both Tyler Johnson and Jonathan Taze participated in full capacity this morning. They both took on contact and were there for all of the drills. Um, and we've already heard that Tyler Johnson is potentially going to return on Thursday against the Edmonton Oilers if all goes well, fingers crossed there. Uh, and I also think there's a chance that Jonathan Taze could be joining him because um, Based on Taze's recent ability to rattle off, I believe this is three consecutive practices now here in full. Um, it seems like he's probably good enough to be cleared from concussion protocol officially. You know, full participant in three consecutive practices. They wouldn't have him doing that if they didn't think he was 100% ready 
And um, I think it's just about conditioning and getting his legs back under him at this point. That's the only concern about whether or not he'd be ready to go by Thursday. But if Johnson and Taves are both ready to return, what a huge boost that would be to the Blackhawks top six. I mean, Johnson hasn't played since way back before Halloween in late October when he suffered the injury against the Carolina Hurricanes. And Taze also has now been out for uh, over a month as well. So hopefully bringing those two back uh, will help in a big way for this Blackhawks struggling offense that just consistently you never know if they're going to score five or if they're going to score zero. Um, And for Johnson, he's been on the ice since like, early January, middle January. So I know Kinger spoke with the media and said, you know, he wants to be positive that his conditioning is back as well. Um, But I I feel like he's probably chomping at the bit to get back on the ice in uh, a game. So I I feel like Johnson Thursday seems pretty likely. I've been saying he's going to return by the end of this homestand for like a month now. Hopefully that'll prove to be true when the Blackhawks square off against the Oilers on Thursday. Uh, as for Taves, if it's not Thursday, I do think we could see him uh, sometime during the weekend back-to-back, either in Philadelphia on Saturday or when the team returns back to Chicago to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning on Sunday. Uh, but one other thing that does give me hope that these two could both be ready by Thursday night is that they were both involved in the Blackhawks' line rushes during practice this morning. And I know it's um, not the most significant of news or now what should give you the utmost confidence that that's going to be the case. Um, but, you know, we've seen Johnson here for a month. He's taken part in line rushes for like three weeks now. But the thing that stood out to me is neither of them were rotating in and out with Henrik Borgstrom, who, as you'll find out in a minute, wound up being the odd man out in these line rushes. Kinger was letting them go by themselves. I know that's not a whole lot to lean on, but I think it's important that they weren't rotating in when their next game is uh, just two days away. Um, but during the line rushes this morning, getting into what they actually were, uh, Dominic Kubalik was the one who jumped up onto the top line with Dylan Strome and Patrick Kane. Um, and I think that's a place that Kubalik needs to be seeing more of as we approach the deadline, whether the Blackhawks want to keep him or whether the Blackhawks want to trade him, whether he performs well there or whether or not he doesn't. Um, you got to be giving him those opportunities one way or the other. He's a goal scorer. If you want to keep him on, you got to give him good chances. If you want to trade him, you probably want to boost that value up a little bit because it seems like the Hawks would be selling low on Kubelik at this point. So um, maybe a good stretch would boost the offer a little bit. I'm not so sure that would be the case, but it certainly wouldn't hurt giving him a top line opportunity one way or the other. Um, then the second line for the Blackhawks was Alex DeBrinkett, Jonathan Taves, and Tyler Johnson, those two being slated together, I also think um, without having anybody rotate in for them uh, is a good sign for a potential return on Thursday. Uh, And that also, with their return, that helps the Blackhawks offense out so much, I believe, because that bumps Brandon Hagel and Kirby Doc down one spot. Those two have been relied on as some of the major offensive pieces for this Blackhawks team without Taves and Johnson in the lineup. And now um, Hagel's probably proven himself more as a second liner at this point, but Kirby Doc um, is a third line center. Let's call it what it is. He's been better offensively as of late, but I think the third line, everyone can agree, is a good situation for him to be in. And when the Blackhawks are healthy and have some depth, 
it's nice to have a player like Brandon Hagel be able to slot down the lineup a couple of spots and potentially help out Kirby and also help out uh, Philip Kurashev, who was skating on that right wing at practice this morning. Kurashev, I've talked about his inconsistencies many times this year, um, but if he could get more opportunities with guys like Doc and Hagel, you know, I think that could do wonders for his game as well and could kind of turn the tides of his season down the stretch if he's getting that chance more consistently. And then that left the fourth line of Sam Lafferty, Ryan Carpenter, and Mackenzie Entwistle. And as I said, uh, Henrik Borgstrom was the one who served as the extra skater. But overall, when I saw that forward group, I was like, oh, this is what we've been missing for so long. It's a much better looking forward group uh, than we've seen in quite some time for the Chicago Blackhawks. Injuries, I mean, I don't know if we've talked about it enough because of everything that's surrounded this team this year, but injuries really have plagued the Chicago Blackhawks throughout the course of the season. It seems like one of their defensemen is always banged up. Jujar Kara's had a tough go of it. Reese Johnson's been out for quite some time. Tyler Johnson hasn't played since Halloween. Taves has been out for over a month too. So um, injuries, they have played their course and have affected this Blackhawks team. I really believe that. So. It would be a nice change of pace to see a couple of guys in Tyler Johnson and Jonathan Taves make their returns, hopefully on Thursday night at the UC against the Edmonton Oilers. As for Calvin DeHaan, real quick, uh, he has missed each of the last two games for the Blackhawks due to a right groin strain, and he actually was on the ice prior to practice along with Taves and appeared to be ready to take on, um, to be a full participant, but um, Dahan actually wound up leaving the ice early once practice got going. I don't know if that was the plan for him to just kind of take it light today or if he suffered a setback or something. Um, whatever the case, though, that's definitely not a good sign that will Dahan, that Dahan will be um, ready to go in time for that game on Thursday against the Edmonton Oilers. We saw Isaac Phillips get reassigned to the Rockford Ice Hogs already. Probably. If Dahan is not good to go, I would imagine he or Jakob Galvis get recalled to either jump into the lineup or to serve as the extra D-man, giving Eric Gustafson um, another game or two when he's been the healthy scratch a handful of times here recently on the back end for Chicago. All right, folks, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, March 1st episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show. And be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast as hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the Blackhawks or to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com you can also hit me on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, 
Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.